And welcome back to Restless. My name is Father Joseph Gill, and I'm fighting a head cold. If you can hear my voice, it sounds like I have a frog in my throat. But nevertheless, the show must go on. And so you've joined me and Lauren and Paul as together we seek the face of Christ in today's crazy and mixed up world. And I think it's probably apropos that my voice is not good because our topic tonight is about sins of speaking. Sins of the tongue. Sins of the tongue, indeed. So honestly, you know, we we all grew up on the playground, right? Hearing that famous chant, sticks and stones can break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Is that words can, words, 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 can never, words can never hurt me? I think that's right. I think that's the idiom. I don't know. Your playground may have been different than mine. I don't know. We grew up could, in different states. Could be a local <laughs> variation. We grew up in the in the almost south. Yes, down in Maryland. Somewhat it is south. south of the Mason Dixon line. Is yeah. and I also grew up homeschooled, so I'm not sure if my siblings Mm. You know, it could have been just a local. Yeah, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can break the heart. Oh, I like that one. That's a, that's a nice one because so, it's true. So I mean, assuming our words as violence, if I use the word, silence is violence. Speaking is violence. Everything's violence. <laughs> a haiku, My political commentary by Paul. <laughs> political commentary for the evening. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, uh, do, can you think of perhaps? times that you've experienced the the violence of other people's words oh sure know. depends on how you define violence but sure why not maybe not for the purposes yeah. of the conversation you're the one that said yeah, violence, violence sounds extreme but um yeah people say hurtful things or you find out something said about you behind your back that's not exactly true right and then you have a mistrust of well who was saying it and why and why are they spreading this thing about me yeah right um but for the sticks and stones little mantra i think that's great for children because little kids do poke fun at little things, silly things. So it's a way to build up kids, right? To say, like, don't let these little things bother you, right? But then as we grow up and mature, people can come become very um, conniving and evil and deceitful with their words, right? Yeah. I mean, I, my mom would always tell me when I was growing up, she's like, just get a thick skin. Just grow a thick skin. I mean, there's yeah. some truth to that. And there was some truth to that because I guess I was a sensitive kid. And, and I don't know about you guys. Were you bullied at all? Because I, I was very much bullied. I was told that I was bullied, but I didn't recognize it. Really? Yeah. Who told you? You just thought that was how people... Well, like after, let's say, I don't know, a few years after high school ended, we were at doing our little mini high school friend reunion at Pepe's Pizza in New Haven after waiting out in the cold for an hour. And I was told them, like, I don't think I was bullied in high school. And they all laughed. And they're like, yes, you were. And I'm like, oh, Okay. Like, how did it manifest itself? I don't know. I guess I was bullied. I was never, like, thrown <laughs> in a trash can. I also weighed 200 pounds. But, like, I wasn't I wasn't thrown into a trash can or anything or, like, shoved in, although it would have been impossible to shove me in a locker. <laughs> I mean, the, the skinny Asian kids, no offense to skinny Asian kids, they were put in lockers. They were most definitely put in lockers, and that was funny. Um, That's funny because I my I was physically bullied. I remember having my, my backpack flushed down a toilet. Before you were homeschooled. Before I was homeschooled. Yeah, I was homeschooled homeschooled because of this in large part because of the bullying that went on at the Catholic school. There was some like hazing and I never got it, but like they call it. Oh, yeah. Your backpack in a toilet? Oh, come on. Catholic schools. Catholic schools are rough. In many respects, no better than public schools when it comes to bullying. Sometimes it's worse because people know each other better because it's more intimate. And it was a little bit more money. So it's kind of the the rich kids. My Catholic school was not, but in some communities. Well, I mean, I grew up in a affluent town so it didn't really matter yeah but they in freshman they called it the freshman backpack when i was uh a fresh when you're a freshman in my high school like for people the freshmen would overload their backpacks with stuff and then the other old old the upperclassmen would 
pick it up and drop it. And sometimes it would take him out. Oh, geez. That was kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. I went to a good high school. So that's, well, that's, we didn't have much. We didn't that's have like much. hazing you do to everything. That's my hazing, yeah. yeah I don't no, know. It, it, it was, our, high, our high school wasn't bad. I did see a kid get thrown into a trash can once, which was funny. Oh, no. That was funny? Yeah, because he, <laughs> he, he was a freshman who went on to the senior walk, which is like an, a courtyard that was for seniors only. And with without hesitation, he was in a trash can. Oh, okay. So there was a violation of a social there was a, norm. A, a school rule, actually. Now, the punishment from the school isn't throwing into the trash. You usually get like a detention, <laughs> but you know, whatever. That's interesting. No, for me, it was because I, I guess I was terrible at sports back when I was like 11, 12 years old. I got mm-hmm. much better later on in high school. But, mm-hmm. So... You're kind of the nerdy kid. Like I got, I got really good grades, and I was young, the youngest one in the class. So yep. everyone hated me. You for were that. a target. Yeah. Oh, totally. I had big ears. Mm. No fashion style. <laughs> yeah, just easy things to make fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's wait. What no kids fashion do. style in Catholic school. You, well, yeah. I mean, but even like uniforms. Even like, so do you guys remember? This may be before your time, but do you remember Pogs? Yeah. No. Those things, those, it, the, the coin things. Right? Yeah, they were, they were like bottle caps. They yeah, of course. Bottle yeah. Caps and, you used to collect them. Yes, everybody yeah, yeah, collected yeah. them. And, and all my friends had like the coolest pogs and, and I never got them. Like my parents didn't give them to me until until like at the end of the trend. And that was mm-hmm. what my parents did. They got they got me everything cool like after it was that cool. That was like second mm-hmm. grade for me, I think. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was probably it was like, like 90s. Fifth, fifth or sixth grade for me. Yeah, yeah. And everyone had it, and I didn't. And you know, everyone had, would have this video game, and I didn't. Never had a video game system, and mm. so they're all playing Mario Brothers, and I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> we had Still video games playing chess. You had what? We had video games and Pogs. Pog, yeah. See, I never did a Poke. Pokemon was probably the bigger one though, and that was maybe third, fourth grade, between like third and yeah, I never seventh grade, and 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 I never, I never, I I decided, I rejected that. I don't know. What, what were your cool trends, Lauren? I definitely remember Pokemon cards, and I had a few. I really wasn't into it, though. Uh, I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. Mm. What are? <laughs> I guess we're talking about um, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's related. It's almost like uh, it's almost like we're on a tangent, like Father Sam and his tangent show. Yeah, you could we're listen to the tangent. tangent if you want, but you should really listen. Have to you that. guys checked <laughs> it out? Better. Yeah, of course. no, I haven't. I haven't either. I've listened to about three and a half. <laughs> I episodes. guess we should. Okay, he, he does interview really cool people. <laughs> They're longer. They're like an hour, but they, yeah. only, they only put a half. He's an hour got time for that. I don't have time. Uh, for that, increase Father the playback Sam. speed. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but Father Sam talks fast anyway. Eh, not as much it. as like Shapiro. I do it on him too, and everyone's like, "You do it on Shapiro?" I'm like, "Yes." Do you really? <laughs> I do it on everybody except for our show. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. I don't want to listen to myself. But, but I put else. our show on half speed. Okay, when you put it on on uh, that fast, do you sound like a chipmunk? No, no, okay, it compresses. It compresses like, it. But I'm it telling you, when it. you start to go back, if you ever listen to somebody at normal speed again, they sound so dumb because there's so many gaps. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? And this is why we live in an ADHD culture, right? right? This is all about this is all about speaking, which is related to the episode, right? Sins of the tongue. So yeah, yeah, so so why? I think we're talking about gossip. Why are they so destructive? Like, I mean, obviously, I remember the bully. You know, the names I was called called by the bully, and why are they so destructive? I think I think they're more destructive when you have a relationship or you trust the person that's saying them, Mm. because they might mean it, and that's hard. And if it's true, which it can be then that's even probably harder. Yeah, that's true. Because I think um, many of us want or see ourselves in a certain way, right? And you're like kind of shielded maybe from your own imperfections. And then if somebody calls that out to you in a harsh way, that could be really hurtful. And then obviously people get defensive or they're in denial because they don't want to realize 
those bad qualities. Yeah. Even if the intention is good. Um, you well, know. Okay, it's amazing to me how we are such social creatures. Like we all crave to fit in. Mm. We all crave yeah. just to acceptance. Be, acceptance. Yeah. To be thought well of. Yeah. It's true. Maybe I didn't when I was, I was awkward. And I, I didn't oh. crave that, and maybe that's why when I was bullied, it didn't really bother me because I didn't really care what they said. Yeah, I mean, some people don't. Yeah, and that's kind of cool, actually. And it's pluses and minuses. So I think so. Not to legitimize bullying in when you're in school or later on, but there is something like if you are not acting appropriately in a social setting and people correct you, that is probably a good thing. That's society's way of correcting you, and you can do that charitably. So it's not bullying, but there is a room for that in society. We should be correcting each other charitably. Well, that's the key. How do we do it right? You know, first of all, I think you need a relationship with the person. It shouldn't be just, you know, you know, somebody come, somebody walking in with like a booger hanging out their nose and be like, ah, look at you. You know, like that's. Well, you should. You should, but you do it. You bring them aside and say, hey, you just. Yeah, yeah. You know, take care of that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's 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 more like social conditioning. I think the other thing or where the violence comes in is you know wrath normally comes through words Mm. right and anger can get really intense and if people are cursing at you or just saying vile things right uh that can be a lot to handle and then how do you respond you know do you like just match the anger because that can be very hard too sure or do you just endure it you know also too like if you get in a physical fight the wounds heal a lot quicker than the words that you'll remember maybe for years yeah. Right. Well, you, so sometimes maybe. words are a precursor to fighting. So here, here's one thing. So when my, um, I have a bunch of friends who are teachers and when they started teaching, this is probably about 2012, 2013. So this is when smartphones became ubiquitous where most high school kids had smartphones and things. And it was a huge change because we grew up in high school when there were no smartphones, people had cell phones, but weren't, but then you had these situations where somebody would post something on Twitter for the world to see, not a text message, but on Twitter for the world to see. And then without, with like, instead of having a verbal fight or maybe even a physical fight about something somebody said, it would just be one kid would walk up to another kid's locker and just, just punch him right in the face because of what they said on Twitter publicly so that everyone can see. So it wasn't even something that was said in out loud. No, and that was a big change. And so that's a whole other type of speech, which is written speech too, which can be just the same way. Right. Um, right. But think about that. So you, you have speech leading to physical violence, but it's not even in a context of a live discussion. So this is a whole, this is a giant problem in society now. Right. So, so here's a question then, because I mean, we, we say a lot of things probably pretty thoughtlessly, you know, and a lot of times people will make the excuse, especially when you're posting on social media or in a conversation with a friend that it's just venting. You know, I'm just, I'm just expressing my thoughts. I'm just venting, you know, it's, you know, when is it venting and when is it gossip? I think, so I think there is a place. I think, I think it's fair because people process things. People can sometimes need to process things externally. That's why we have therapists that are really helpful. Sure. That's why we go to our close friends when we have issues. And, and I think the difference is, is when you're doing it because you're having trouble with something and you need to work it out. And sometimes, especially extroverts need to do that out loud. But there is a, a line where it crosses where you're tarnishing somebody's reputation. Right. And so venting about a situation that happened is different than venting about a person. 
Huh. Right. So if you vent about a situation, it's things that happened, things that were said, things that happened, things that you wish hadn't happened or that would have been done differently, as opposed to just talking about this person is terrible, they're crazy, like, you know. Yeah. Right. It's talking. So so it's it's more venting, I think, and more appropriate, first of all, in the context of a situation and second of all, in the context of a very close relationship with somebody else and not publicly. Mm. And I think venting is, uh, sorry. Go ahead. I think venting tends to be more about something that's happened to you, right? Something happened to me that was upsetting or difficult, and now I'm venting about it to somebody else for like probably two main reasons. One, for like the support that Paul is talking about, or two, it's like, can you believe this, right? Can you believe what this person did to me? And that's probably detraction. Um, And then gossip is more about, the uh, someone else it's like tantalizing information like can you believe what so-and-so did Mm. right and you're spreading it to your other friend because they know the person as well it probably relates to them in some capacity or in the friend group or whatever um i think sometimes gossip goes unnoticed like you don't realize it's a wrong because you think like oh this may be um, should be shared in some sense, like depending on what it's done, if it's com- uh, impacting a community or something, um, but generally wrong. And I think with maturity, you kind of recognize or you can look back like, oh yeah, I couldn't wait to share that. That was juicy or whatever this person <laughs> told me, right? It yeah. was clearly uh, to make someone else look bad. So that's gossip. Yeah. yeah. I think my last company I was at, we had a pretty bad gossip problem, I would mm. say just in general. And I was sucked into it too. I'm not, I'm not innocent in this regard. But I think there was, and again, it's the same. It's what I was. It's what you were saying. It's what I was saying. Is that it's it's like if if my peer were, let's say, we're mid level, which we were, and my peer talks to me about the deficiencies of a underling, of a subordinate, of us an associate, also known as associates, um, <laughs> and and uh, of the riffraff, otherwise right. known as associates. Um, and we had to discuss that there's there's an appropriate place for that there's an underperforming associate who's not doing their work we need to help this person to be better or consider no longer helping them and letting them go um which happens occasionally but there's a difference besides between that and then just like can you believe what this person did can you be like he sucks he's terrible he did this and like we got to get rid of him what are we gonna do and it's like that's not appropriate yeah but sometimes that line is awful fine between the two it can be but again, it's more be, situational, yeah. but I think it... It is situational. And, I, and I, teaching in a school, I can tell you that I, I check my heart almost every day when I have to talk to other teachers about the behavior of such mm. and such a kid. You know, is it done out of charity? Do I, do I need to say this? Is it, you know... Yeah. Or is it just like, you'll never believe what so-and-so said in class? Yeah. yeah, and I think if you can put it in terms of asking for advice, or like if there actually is something, a proactive step that needs to be done to alter a particular behavior of somebody... Or to yeah. or to fix or to solve a particular problem, then I think that that's that would be an appropriate place. But if there is no solution and there is no improvement and there's nothing you can do about it, then it's maybe it's futile. Or yeah. Maybe it's not necessary. When I, I was searching online, there was a I I I found like five different attributions to this quote. Some some people have said Aristotle, some people have said Buddha or Gandhi. Or well, they probably, they might have all said it in different ways. They may have, they may have. But but the story goes that that somebody wanted to share some some tantalizing news with them, and they said you have to pass through the three sieves. And the first sieve is is it kind, is it true, and is it necessary? You know, all three have to be in place in order for something to be um, kind, true, and necessary. Mm-hmm. You know. So I think those. I think that I thought that. Was I don't like the helpful. word "kind." 
Because people aren't like if you punish a child, that's not necessarily kind, but it's loving. Okay, there's the, a difference. Maybe, maybe like loving. Kind, I don't like kindness. Like maybe, okay, maybe loving. Wrong. We we really truly want the, the what's true. Right, good I think that's a better way person. of saying it. Because kindness. I mean, if you have to correct somebody, that's not they're, they're not going to interpret that as being kindness. That's fair. That's fair. I thought that was a pretty helpful way of you know kind of determining what we should talk about. Yeah, I think that's fair to ask myself those questions. I mean, have you ever experienced uh, on the flip side of kind of like being the brunt of some of the gossip? Yes. <laughs> Did you ever find out about it, or is it just kind of like you just knew it happened? Uh oh, I found out about it. And what was your reaction? What did you, I mean, what did you do? Uh, if you're the butt of gossip, it's pretty hurtful. Especially yeah. if it's not true or not the full truth or unnecessary. Because a lot of times I think there's we can make, you know, we can provide some perspective on that, on what happened. Right. I was misrepresented by someone that I reported to in a job, which, would that be gossip? Could be, yeah. Or like, you know, she, I think protecting herself, like, accused me of things that weren't true. And then I was confronted and I basically had to say, uh, this person isn't doing any work. Oh, like, no. Sorry, that's what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, when you when you find out, yeah, like some untruth has been said about you, it can be certainly alarming. You know, it's like almost like a panic sets in yeah. of, wow, I need to address this immediately, right? I mean, especially in the work setting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Work is brutal. It can be really brutal. Really? So, Lauren, I mean, you, you shared that your former job, your, your current job, hopefully doesn't have a, co- a, a uh, sins of the tongue <laughs> issue. I don't know yet. I haven't been there long enough. What about you, Lauren? Oh, yeah. It seems like my most recent company definitely does as well. Small company. I guess here people talk. My past company, no one spoke at all. Oh, really? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was accused of like not following the directions of somebody. And I did. But I did them a different way because the way they suggested was inefficient, which I explained. Mm. But then it was like, you didn't do what you said you had done. To so-and-so, and so so-and-so went and told, right? And I was accused of it, and it's like, wow, that's not what happened at all. And here this person who I actually reported to is making things up about me, or she misunderstood, or she forgot, or whatever, but it was all to make me look bad. Yeah. Meanwhile, we all work together, and we all support each other, and we all have the same goals. So why, why detract from somebody like that? Why create an issue? Yeah. You know? I don't know. That's tough because because you really have to kind of forgive that person. Yeah, and, and then you just oh, really, I, I felt too like everything I say is being scrutinized. Yeah, which is also odd to me. Yeah. So all right, so truth telling time. Do you do you struggle with sins of the tongue? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some tips to overcome that? Oh, so one of, of my one of my biggest things is I love to make people laugh and it can come naturally, but I can easily just point out a couple of things about somebody like a mutual friend mm. or something and or something that happened. Right. And I'll get the laugh and I'm like, oh, like, I know I should not be doing that, but yeah. it's funny. Like it's a funny <laughs> story or something, you know, so I'm trying. Oh, that's so me. <laughs> It's just so, so easy mean. sometimes too. Or like <laughs> I do it also directly to people's face, especially guys, like just like little funny put downs. Cause some, some guys it's so easy and it's very funny. And and honestly, like that's how a lot of guys relate to one another. Oh, it's just sure. like by just like ragging on each other. And 
it's not actually a bad thing, I think, for guys. So maybe no, that's it's okay. really it's really important. If it's actually, I think it, I think it's actually important. I think so too. And they take it well. Yeah. If yeah. they're not present, then maybe not. I should probably stop doing that. Yeah. Probably. Make sure they're there, and then make fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man! But like, I've gotten in so much trouble for sometimes, you know, like especially when I teach at the school. Like almost every day, I walk out of the classroom being like, "Oh, I shouldn't have made that joke. I shouldn't have made fun of that kid." Like, like last Tuesday, I'm sitting there teaching them, and I was trying to get the kids to talk, and I was like, "Look, guys, there are no stupid questions, just stupid people." That's funny. I thought it was funny. That's too. great. And one, no, I think one I think, kid laughed, and the rest are like, "Oh, what?" I think <laughs> that there, there's, uh, I don't know. I think kids, kids are such ridiculous people, <laughs> and they need to know that. And it's okay that they're like it's not a bad thing. They're kids. Like, what the hell do they know? Like, they don't know anything. <laughs> like, they're just kids, especially middle schoolers who think they know everything. They're the most fun to p- pick on. Oh my gosh, yes. But in my in my in my school, I went to Catholic school, and the middle school kids would the teachers would pick on us all the time. All these like middle aged women mother teachers would pick on, especially the boys, would just pick on us and make fun of us constantly because we deserved it, and it was great. And, and you laughed and probably enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. And now, and it builds, and you do, especially as a guy, you do build up a little bit of a skin. So now my dad, who teaches college, and he's 67 years old and is teaching like college freshmen who he's like 50 years older than, which is crazy to think, but it's true. <laughs> and uh, and he's honest with them. He'll tell them, you guys did terribly on this exam. And they don't hear, like, kids don't hear that anymore. They need to hear it more. <laughs> they need to hear more. Like, you guys need to do better. You don't know how to study. You need to learn, and I will teach you. Yeah. And you need to do better. Okay, so so that actually brings us to our next question, which is, like, brutal honesty can be a sin of the tongue, right? If yeah. I mean, if so how do, how do you do it well? How do you do it? It's, it's all about the Trojan right. horse. What do you mean? Uh, or you can call it, what do they call it? Like, the, 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 the uh, compliment, compliment sandwich. sandwich. Yeah, a similar idea, where you introduce things as... It's a way of being charitable, where you wrap I never criticism. You no. Well, <laughs> it's a good. Like, it's a good. I'm thing. a no fluff it, person. Efficient, it's a good direct. It's a good. I appreciate that. No. Well, I mean, it's a good, especially in a workplace. It's really important because you have to, especially in a workplace, you have to see these people every single day, and talk to them and work with them, and there's no other option, unless I guess if you fire them or you get fired, <laughs> and and so, in order to do that, it's charitable to wrap something in it's an easier delivery when you can wrap something in a compliment but i hear you or at least or at least put something in context that's not my natural i never do that well if i just am not capable my brain doesn't work that way i'm just very direct do people take you well usually not always no no i've been accused of being rude and i am like the furthest thing from rude i'm like so compassionate and caring and sensitive but i think you can be compassionate delivery caring while being rude I don't think those are mutually. Oh, I, to me, I think it's a personality type. It's like an arrogance that leads to rudeness, and mm. I don't believe I have that in me. I don't think so. Either. But I have been accused of being rude and been shocked, and I'm like, that's not rude, actually. That's just the truth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been told that I'm a, I'm a bra- I'm abrasive. I've been I've gotten that many times. I, I have too. I mean, and I, and without a doubt. And like that's not and it's not a positive thing. That's not, especially like again in workplace or in friend relationships. If somebody's calling you abrasive, it's probably not. It's probably not positive. No, but like, I think there's a role for that in your life. You need a friend who's going to tell you the unvarnished truth. But you can do it in a way that's not. That there's a there's a point where it's uncharitable. Yeah, true. Right. There's always a time and a place and a method. 
And in order for it to be charitable, all three of those things have to be appropriate. Right. Right. So, That's for example, fair. if somebody's in a meeting and, and somebody's saying something stupid in a meeting at work, I'm not going to – I used to call them out in the meeting. And that's not – it's not the right time or the place. Mm. But you can you can talk to them privately, and that would be a better place. Yes. Is it true? Because it's, like, it's almost a pride. Like, I want to show that I know more than this person and call them out in front of that's other fair. people. That's fair. And that's inappropriate. And so I've learned that. And yeah. so that's that's social conditioning. And then, and then when you're told you're abrasive, you shouldn't do that. That's a correction toward me. Yeah. You know, our, I think our bishop is a master of that because uh, I'll tell you, at priest meetings, there are some priests that stand up and say some wacky, weird stuff. And um, and and our bishop <laughs> is very gracious, and he always says, "Now, now that's one idea. Do we have any other ideas?" <laughs> it's a diplomat. Yeah, <clears throat> there are certainly tactics tactics involved, yeah. right? Yeah, I wouldn't say, "Well, that was dumb," right? But just sometimes, <laughs> like I guess in my I'm talking more one-to-one conversations, I would say, or like small groups. Like I, I don't cushion, you know, or yeah. if I have a reaction to something, it's like the raw reaction. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and you know, that's, that's a gift too, but I, with all our gifts, I think there's a, a growing edge, you know, we have to soften, soften oh, the yeah, rough part definitely. of our gifts, you know? So, I had a really sensitive manager who I sent an email, which I wish I remember what it was about. But then she called me over and then she read the email back to me and added like all this tone to it uh, while she said tone. it to me. Right. And I'm like, you can't add tone. Like what? Uh, and like, you know me, right? Like, why would I be mean to you? I report to you over text, this, you know, text is in the, I've gotten. To- the tone is in the tone is in the ear of the reader. It is true. I've right. gotten in trouble for things I've sent oh, yeah. via email or text. So that in in emails, I try to soften, but I I'm really not a fan of the hope you're well, hope all is well. Like everybody <laughs> says that first, right? Like yep. we all do it. Yep. And you're I'm right. just it's like, waste, I guess I have to do it. I right? only say it if I haven't talked to this person in three years and I need something. From I am them. now going to say that in all of my texts to Lauren. <laughs> hope all's well. Hope all's well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, all stinks uh, right now. Well, because now we're done with Happy New Year. Just, what like, do you happy want? New Year's expired. No, That's kidding. true. We could say Happy Valentine's Day to a person in Europe. Like, no. I won't say it to you or to Lauren because neither hope of you. you're having a good week. Or myself because I don't yeah. have a significant other. I always say have a good weekend. I think that's nice. If yeah. it's Thursday, it's Monday. If it's ha- if it's afternoon on Thursday, I say have, What's a, wrong with this have guy? a good weekend, or have a good week if it's Monday. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. If it's if it's yep. one point five days into the week, it's have a good week. If it's one point five days from the end of the week, it's have a good weekend. You want to hear a really embarrassing story? <laughs> I have a lot of rules. So this kid comes out of mass on Sunday, and he's like, "Father Joe, it's my birthday." I'm like, "Oh, happy birthday, happy birthday!" And then the next person in line, I was like, "Happy birthday!" <laughs> yeah, oh, that's funny. It's like, no, shoot. Have a great day. Yeah, have a sir. great day. That's what I meant to say. That's funny. Yeah. It happens. It does it, happen. Because the person processed externally what had just happened. Yes. <laughs> and that's fine. Exactly. And extrovert. That's a sign of an extrovert. Exactly. I'm not an extrovert. No, no. To the other. Oh, you no, said I, was, that. I said happy birthday. Oh, you. Oh, that's Yeah, no, that's it was embarrassing funny. to me. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So so we have still have not given any good tips for controlling the tongue, right? Because St. James says, says that the tongue is like a fire, and fire can be used to cook your food or burn your house down, hmm. right? So it can be used for good or ill, and same with the tongue. So what's some tips to control this wicked beast that lives inside our mouth? Don't say anything first. Think if before you're capable. you speak. Mm. That could be hard, but yeah, that's a good tip. Um, I'm not sure that people realize, I believe we're going to be accountable for everything we've ever said, right? Yeah. So if you don't know that, 
Wow. Reflect on that, right? Everything I've ever said. I have a lot to account for. (laughs) Yes. So I think that alone should help. Um, I personally always think to Mary as a guide, right? Because she was sinless. So she could never detract from anyone. She could never gossip. She could never have wrath come through, right? Um, In an angry or evil way towards anyone. So I try to think of her and remember like... um, her kindness and patience. And I would imagine that would get easier for each of us the more that we grow in our own like internal peace, right? Yeah. Like the more you are at peace with yourself and probably your relationship with the Lord, the less things that other people say or do will affect you. Yeah. So then you'll have better control over what you say. Mm. I want to give that the scripture quote. It says, it's from Matthew twelve thirty six when Jesus says, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. Oh boy. Well, I take because, back half of the but words we can, I've ever said. Can we confess, like, you know, gossip and things we've said? Will that be forgotten? Or are we still our, accountable our for everything? But, but the effects live on. Okay. But st- right? will still every word we say be in that account at the end? I mean, I think we'll, we'll certainly see how it's impacted human history. Oh, yeah. Mm. You know, because mm-hmm. words can give life and cause death. Mm-hmm. That's also from the Bible somewhere. In the tongue is the power of life. But think about how important the word is in general. I mean, we, the word was made flesh, you know, like it's it's so important. What what we say, what we write is, is everything. Because it's it's history. Yeah. It's history. It expresses who we are on the inside. Right. And that's why the, speaking of Mary, the last words of Mary in the Bible that she spoke in the, that are recorded, it's do whatever he says. Right. The wedding feast of Cana. Right. There's a psalm I like to pray, especially when I go into school or something, is set, Lord, a guard over my lips. Keep watch at the door of my mouth. I don't know what psalm that is. I think it's 140 or something in the 140s. But uh, a good one. I ask God for that. You know, prevent me from saying something stupid. It usually doesn't work. No <laughs> Not because of God's fault, because of my own. There's no stupid questions, only stupid people. Only stupid people. <laughs> yeah, stupid Do either of you vent does. to God directly? Sometimes, usually in traffic. Because you're frustrated <laughs> in the current moment. Because there's no one else to vent to in a car. I think... Do you? Think, yeah. He's a friend. Why not? Do you vent to God? I've been told I should, so I've tried a little, but not really. But I think that could be another way, right? Like when something happens, just let it out. Yeah, that's and true. And speak to God. He's listening, right? And it doesn't go any further than that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Because humans, when you tell another human, there's no guarantee that it's going to stay yeah. in that particular context. God's not whispering in your ear, hey, did you hear what so-and-so did? <laughs> right. Not easy, but it's it's pretty important because, indeed, the tongue is uh, a fire. It can do great work. And I love what St. James says in chapter 3. And sometimes I give that as penances when people confess sins of the tongue. He talks about how if, if you go to a spring, it doesn't give out clean water and dirty water. It gives out one or the other. And yet our tongue is supposed to be used to praise God. How can it also be used to tear down our neighbor who's made the image and likeness of God? So with that thought, we leave it uh, into your minds and into your tongues as well. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Restless. You can find us on Veritas Catholic Network, 1350 AM and 103.9 FM and wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in next time.